Alright, alright. Welcome to Tuck and Run Podcast. Shout out there to Scott Zolak. Um, welcome to episode four, where we have a lot to discuss. Big Masters weekend, opening weekend baseball, some controversial things in the NFL with Bruce Arians, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs too, but Joe doesn't care about hockey and the Bruins are out, so we're not even going to talk about that. Um, what's up, Joe? Not much. It's been uh, it's been a week. Last week was long and taxing from working and school. So once again, I'm thinking about quitting and just doing this full time. Yep. Well, um, whenever we get paid, we'll uh, consider that. Um, we're gonna go right into Jordan Spieth and the Masters. Um, obviously, if you are a sports fan, you probably at least are well aware of what happened in the Masters. You might not have seen it. Um, I know a lot of people aren't into watching golf, but I'm sure you've seen it. So Danny Willett is your 2016 Masters champion, not Jordan Spieth, who led um, the first three rounds and through the first nine holes of the final round. Um, what do you think about Spieth, dude? He, I mean, he choked on 12. Yeah. Let's, he tees it up on 12 and puts it in the water. That happens to, to anybody, right? You've ever, we've all hit it in the water, Every even the time. pros. But he takes his drop. And he almost didn't even make it to the water. He, he yeah, chunked it. He hit in the water again. Um, so, choke or no choke? Um, I mean, I don't know if I would... Cons- yeah, obviously it's a choke. It's one of the, like, the biggest meltdowns in master history, you know? For sure. Um, he definitely blames his caddy for hole 12 on this the drop spot because... Yeah. You know, he, I mean, if his caddy recommended it to him and he wasn't comfortable, it's it's caddy's it, it it's is. his caddy, but it's also him. So no, for sure. I mean, I didn't see him throwing him under the bus, but I do. He, I did hear what he said. Like we yeah. decided, you know, and then this and that. So yeah, he used we instead of I. And, yeah, and I mean, but he does it when they win too. So yeah, no, for sure. It's it's a little bit. It goes both ways. Yeah, I mean, the thing is with golf, me personally, I mean, I'm a recreational golfer by drinking. As much as possible while golfing. Trying to forget how bad you're playing. Exactly. Yeah. But I still get pissed off and frustrated when I hit a bad shot, even though I know I'm really, really bad. So I want to just applaud him for not, you know, throwing a club. Because he really wanted to throw a he, club. He wanted to. He wanted to lose his mind. He, yeah. You could see it on his face. Yeah. I mean, he probably went home after because the thing that sucks for him is he had to hand out the green jacket to Danny Willett. Oh, after. I know. Like, if I was him, I would have pulled a shooter oh, and just put that on and ran. ran. We were, I was listening to Levitard's show this morning, and they are talking about how great would it be if he just said, no, I'm, I'm not. Did you see what he said? I just made a seven yeah. and threw this away. I am not putting that jacket on me. Yeah, screw this. His face, he looked like he, 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 wanted, looked, he had the, the look of, I either want to cry or I want to kill this guy. It yeah. was like, it was, I couldn't tell exactly what it was, but he was angry. Yeah. And I mean, I put, I put him melt, the meltdown. I base it on a couple of things. How old is he? What? 22? Yep. He's, he's my 20, age. Yeah. He's 22 years old. And as a normal 22 year old, I mean, they like to drink, you know, have a good time and he's golfing. This is what? The last round of the Masters, and I mean, you're walking 18 holes. I could barely walk three holes without being tired. I know, I know, this is his sport. He practices every day. <laughs> they that walking the holes is his, is his biggest problem. Well, I mean, dude, he could be tired. I mean, think about it. What if he had to take a dump? 
You know, like he. Yeah, yeah. Well, if his stomach started bothering, you can't just. I think call his stomach it. was bothering him because he realized he was about to piss it away, not because yeah. he'd take a dump. Well, I mean, you never know. There could be a number of factors that go into it. Where, but, yeah, I mean, you just had you just screwed up. You know. No, I know, and and I've heard a lot of people talk about this and and saying that Jordan Spieth's a choker, and I don't think I would consider him a choker because he's already won the Masters. Yeah, he's won. Like Sergio Garcia is a choker. Um, he, anytime he's in contention, he, he falls apart and Spieth's already done it. So yes, he choked in that moment. And as a 22 year old, you, you almost, you should expect it. And we just didn't with Spieth. He's been so good for this past year and a half, two years that, that no one in this, in the world expected him to choke like that. No, not at all. And And I don't think he did. No. So, and I, well, he shouldn't. So I, I I know he he I don't think he knew how to handle the situation that he but was yeah, in. But yeah, that was the first time he, he had he had really messed up. He was in the lead all, all last year, and he never messed up. Yep. So he that moment definitely got to him. I wouldn't... I mean, if he does this again and again and again, he's not going to get the reputation of a choker. But to, yeah. to call him that now, I don't think you can call a guy who's won the Masters at 21 a choker. Not yet. I uh, mean... Def- and, and as much as you might want to in the future, I don't think you can ever call him a choker. I feel like the people that are calling him a choke artist are the people that put money on him to win. Yeah, so pretty, I, like, that's, that's probably pretty accurate. I mean, yeah. they, they're the ones that are the most upset by it. I mean, me personally, I condemn him for doing as well as he, he did. And the thing is with him is like he is still young, but it's not like – Golf is such a different sport compared to every other sport out there because if something's going wrong in basketball, say if we can compare him you to Steph Curry, shoot. you just don't yeah, shoot. Yeah, you it. pass the ball. Like yeah. say Steph Curry's having a bad game shooting, you know, you what's he do? He passes out to Clay Thompson well, or, or somebody else that can help take take that pressure off of him or take over the game yeah. for him. But no, I completely agree. He's got nothing. He's out there he's with a lonesome. He's by, with a caddy that you know. And if you, I don't know if you saw the Ernie Yells on the first day when he yeah. seven putted yeah. to make a ten. That's the same situation. And that's the first hole. Mm-hmm. So as soon as that happens, you're out there. You're like, I can't putt, and I got to do this for seventeen more holes in front of millions, the, millions of people, people watching, and that Twitter like blowing up. Everyone talking about me. He's the happiest man in the world. Oh yeah, that Jordan Spieth yeah. did that. Oh yeah, if Jordan Spieth wins this tournament. It's Jordan Spieth's nasty and Ernie Els ten put uh, made a ten. Yeah. Now it's we don't barely even remember Ernie Els. He, yeah. he got off the hook big time. Yeah. He, he definitely got off the hook big time. He's, um, he's excited about that. But Jordan Spieth will be back. Mm-hmm. That's without a doubt. He's probably gonna be the favorite to go to the U.S. Open and win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wins the Masters next year too. He probably will. And uh, uh, he'll at least be in contention because that he knows how to play that. Game yeah. golf course. I know you're not much of a golfer, Joe, but he knows every. No. For a person that's played it three times, he plays it like Great. better than I've seen a lot of people do. I mean, Tiger Woods, obviously, you can't compare to that. And yeah. I never got to see Jack Nichols play it, so I'm not going to say he's better than him, but he plays that course unbelievably. No, yeah. I mean, even though I'm not as an experienced golfer as Jordan Spieth, I'd love to golf. I have a great time golfing, and I usually go to one golf course that's yeah. pretty much the cheapest. Without, every, wa- without water. Yeah. <laughs> I go there, and I, I, you know, have a good time. Some days, I, you know, I know that golf course where all the dog, where all the ponds yeah, are and all the uh, sand yeah. traps, but, I mean, it still doesn't stop me from hitting it into the water or um, 
15 times. The best was the best part of the Masters was um, Danny Willett's brother on Twitter. Did you see any of his tweets? No. He was hilarious. He was drunk. There, he was in England, drunk tweeting what was going on. He was like tweeting at his brother, like, if you miss this, if you three-putt this, you might as well stay in America. Like, he's, like, <laughs> tweeting them all. He was he was one of the funnier things uh, that happened over the weekend. And uh, congrats to Danny Willett because he put him, like, Spieth choked, but the dude shot 67 and put himself at 5-under. And if Spieth what goes out and wins, he wins. But he put him at 5-under. He would have been in solo second, so he plays well. Spieth chokes. Yep. He wins. Yep. Good for him. And another Life thing, changer. Yeah. And another thing with Danny Willett, he almost missed the Masters because... Yeah, because he's kind of a, having a kid. Yeah. A Talk week before. Ruining, yeah. ruining your life. A week before, yeah. He, he almost let the kid ruin his life. Can you imagine that? Yeah. He almost did it. But good for him and his wife for letting him go because now he's a Masters champion. Yeah, and um, that much richer. We're going to shift gears to baseball. Uh, opening week has been interesting, uh, in the AL East at least. We're, uh, we're going to be more focused on that. Uh, we'll get to big national baseball stories, but mostly I'm just watching the Red Sox. He's just watching the Yankees, so we want to talk about what we know about. Um, and if you're any of our friends, you either are a Red Sox or a Yankees fan and listening to this, so you probably want to hear the same thing. Um, so let's start with the Yankees. What are your feelings so far? Uh, I guess it's what, 10 days into the season, maybe, maybe a little bit less than that, not eight days. Yep. Um, the Yankees right now are three and two. They start a series with the Blue Jays today. Um, I think they're playing, they're playing well. They're hitting the ball really well. Uh, their pitcher, their starting pitchers, I mean, they're not pitching that bad. They're just, what's surprising is their bullpen is kind of what, is blowing the games for him. Um, Tanaka, when he pitched against um, the Astros first game, he only let up two big, like two hard hits. It looked like the whole game, one being a home run. Mm-hmm. They ended up losing that game because of a horrible call by the umpire. Because pretty much what happened was the ball was like a swinging bunt, and the runner. Or the hitter, he was running to first, but he was like three feet inside the line. He was on the grass, and he got in Batances' way. So Batances threw the ball over instead of throwing at the back. They ended up losing and all that. But anyways, I mean, they're all playing well. I, I'm pretty excited to see what goes on from here. CC pitched pretty well, surprisingly. Um, I mean, that's good. Maybe he was you guys drunk. are gonna need him. Yeah, <laughs> he's back drinking again. Yeah, hopefully. Or eating cereal. Yeah, doing yeah. something. <laughs> what is it? He cut he out said, cereal. Yeah, he was yeah. like he, did, he only ate one bowl instead of three bowls of cereal yeah, a day. <laughs> something where he would be eating like three bags of cinnamon toast crunch a day. Or something. <laughs> I don't know, something ridiculous. Um, all right. So, lots of stuff going on in Boston. I feel like they the Red Sox are kind of the. The unknown in the East, I feel like everyone's kind of got their spot. Baltimore's off to a hot start. Um, like, I mean, but I got some notes from opening day with our boy David Price on the bump. Six innings pitched, two earned, ten strikeouts, two walks. That's what you expect from your starter. Um, now, if you're listening to this, um, this on Monday, the 11th, he gave up five runs in five innings uh, and a three-run home run to Mark Trumbo. So he had a tough day. Not an awful day, but he had a tough day. That's for sure. Um, but so far, I think you have to like what you see at a price. The first game of the season, um, Betts had a home run. Shaw had two hits. Ortiz had a home run in the ninth. Hanley had two hits. 
Hanley has, has just like three stolen bases already. He's playing it yeah. really well at first base, which is like the surprise of the century. He looked good in spring training. Yeah, he did. Season. I was I was like going into it. You can go back to like two or three episodes. I thought it was going to be a disaster because last year was a complete disaster. But I think he's back in the infield. He's comfortable and he's at least more involved in the game. Yeah, um, he has to be on his toes at all. Yeah, all points of the um, game. Price had one bad inning in that first game. He had he threw thirty three pitches in the fourth inning. I think it was and gave up two runs. But other than that, he looked great. And Kimbrel looked good in that start. But Price and Kimbrel kind of re- regressed last game in the home opener at Fenway. Um, Kimbrel gave up a three run shot to lose the game to Chris Davis. Um, but the Red Sox are sitting at three and three. Um, they took, I think they split with Cleveland. One game got canceled. I'm not sure. They beat Toronto in the series. Who's, you know, the, one of the hot teams being picked. Um, the Orioles lost last night. Um, but offensively, the Red Sox have looked like we want them to look. They're scoring six, seven, eight runs a game. Everybody's hitting, um, besides Pablo Sandoval, who has still struggled to see the field, and he had the lovely Twitter moment where he <laughs> broke his belt swinging the club. Um, but pitching has been their weak point as expected. Buckles looked awful in his first start. Porcello's looked okay. Joe Kelly's been okay. Stephen Wright pitched in that game the other day, looked slow at the start, but he kind of got in a groove so if they pick up a little bit they'll be average with price hopefully i mean it's price has had a tough month of april and always has so we're kind of hoping that that turns around um yeah i mean that's buckles expected. has been buckles yeah. has been what we didn't want and yeah. it's been he's pitching a night against you know baltimore who's hit the crap out of the ball with hardy and davis and I think Adam Jones isn't even playing right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's up in the air with this pitching, but hopefully we can get Eduardo Rodriguez back and make something happen here. Yeah. I'm excited with the Yankees. I mean, they're they're all hitting the ball really well, but what I'm most excited about is Sterling Castro. I mean, he's just he's playing lights out right now. I know that you will say that he's a streaky player, but very, I mean, he started off the year very streaky. He's batting 450 as of right now, yeah. and he had he leads the team in RBIs with eight, and he leads the team with home runs with two already. I mean, he's just hitting the ball. He he looks really comfortable at second base for him. I mean, I was listening to uh, Michael K talk, um, the Yankees announcer, and he also has a Michael K show, but he was saying how a lot of people. Some people come to New York to get out of the spotlight just because there's so many stars or so many things that are being talked about, and they go to New York and they kind of hide under the radar. So maybe with him coming to New York, he's actually hiding under the radar for right now until you know he feels less pressure on him instead of he being came with to New York Chicago. because they gave him the most money. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying like he may feel less pressure than at Chicago when he was. I don't know. That's what, what Chicago's got, got Chris Bryant and Anthony yeah. Rizzo. Like, well, I what mean, are you talking about? I don't know. I just think he's actually feels at home now. That's why I meant that's why I'm going with this. He feels he feels comfortable. 
He likes being in pinstripes because yeah, we'll who see wouldn't when he, be? We'll see when he goes uh, two you know, for 40 next month, and you'll see where you're then at. Then I hate him, and we can trade him, you know. But Didi... But I do like Castro. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, trying to no, shit-talk yeah, yeah, you yeah. because he... I do really like Castro. He's definitely going to be yeah, good for I, you guys. I do like him a lot, and I think um, him and Didi at short and second... Good little combo. You know, I think I like them both. I mean, I really do. Um, But... The O's are in first, still undefeated. So hopefully the Red Sox can. I think. I wish I looked up how well Buckholes pitches against uh, Baltimore, but it's really not even necessary because it depends on what year and if he's hurt or not. So hopefully the Red Sox can get one, if not two, games against Baltimore and get them back to reality and lose a couple games. Um, and they have a. Pretty long home stretch coming up here, so we need to take advantage of that and win a couple of games. I don't know what the Yankees are looking like with their schedule and stuff, but I know the Red Sox are at home for like eight more games, and they need to win probably six out of them, you know, to keep this keep this thing going hot while they're at it. Because you don't get these many home stands where you can against competition that's like this that you can take advantage of. Yeah, Yankees are. Let's see. They're, this is the last home series for them. Then they come back home against the Mariners. But, I mean, it's so early in the season. April is just one of those times where get as many wins as you can. If you lose, it's not that bad. Yep. Um, no, I agree. You just need to stay in it for the yeah. first half of the season. I mean, because the O's do this every year. They jump out to a huge nah, huge start. I they do great. Agree. And then all of a sudden, like people are talking about the O's and how they're a playoff caliber World Series team. And then, you know... Half the time, they don't even make the playoffs. I completely agree with you. I I couldn't agree anymore, honestly. They're, they are um, very streaky, and they don't have enough to contend, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, so but we'll see. At the end of April, though, this is a matchup to watch. The Yankees go to the Red Sox at April 29th. Yeah, the and end, last weekend of April, yep. and then they go and back. And then they to, go, then the Yankees... Go to Baltimore and then back to yeah, then back and we to, go back to New York for yeah. Red Sox. So yeah. we'll have a little for that. You know, at the end of the month, we'll have a little Red Sox Yankees action head to head for you. That'll be a little bit more exciting than this. But this is just a little recap. Um, we actually did have an actual baseball topic that we wanted to get into, and it's um, we want Major League Baseball. This is we're going to get into a segment here called Grow Up, and we want Major League Baseball to grow up. Because the fact that half these games are getting postponed and delayed and they're playing in snow and rain and cold is an absolute joke. Figure something out that these teams can play on the road or in warm... Like, Toronto's got a dome. Put people in dome games. Like, people have, you know, facilities in the... I'm not saying you want to play spring training facilities because you don't, but if... Like it's it's ridiculous that these games are played in thirty eight degree weather. Like it's, it's it's not baseball. You can't pitch. You can't hit. It's not even worth it. Yeah, I mean it's, it's when you hit, when you hit it, your hands break because oh, it's the, the, the bat just you know just hurts. And then as pitchers, if you're a curveball pitcher or somebody that needs to be on top, you know they can't be on top of the ball because it, it just doesn't feel right. It comes off their hand wrong. The there's less movement and less control, so they end up leaving hangers over the plate, and yeah. then they end up getting crushed. and messes up the rotation it, when people got to get skipped and, and then, jumped and all that crap. It's, and, it, and it's so cold out where, like, say there's a big inning and your starting pitcher, it's like the fifth inning and that you, your oh, team yeah, you has gotta, a, a big inning and the starter's on the, 
the bench for you know a longer period um, of time. His, his arm stiffens up, and you know takes a more you know you never know from inning to inning what could happen. He could be lights out the first four innings and have a have to sit and wait know, to come back. I don't in. know how we're gonna make it happen, but we need to do something to encourage Major League Baseball at least. Like play interleague games with teams on the West Coast. Like tr- make it. Like who cares? Like yeah. no one gives a West. That's- West Coast, you know, and you know, have them come down south because even right here, it's there has to be enough stadiums in the north, like split north and south, to at least get the majority of the games in warm. I understand at least for the first month. Yeah, the first month of April. Yeah, everyone wants to see a home game, you know, in the first month of April. But at the same time, do you really want to go to a baseball game and sit there for nine innings, which is like three and a half hours sometimes, and just freeze your butt off, like? I do understand how the schedule would be real messed up, but there's got to be some way. I mean, even if it's for the first two weeks, like, you know, at least give it two or three more weeks, like, where you, maybe you start the, the season off on a 12-game road trip. Who, yeah. You know, like, whatever. Like, it's just sometimes if you live in a cold-weather place, that's what you got to do. And then it would benefit those teams towards the end of the year, too, when they, they get, get more home, home, games. home yeah. games. Yeah. Or, like, say, like, the Red Sox-Yankees play. They're both two Northeast teams. Yeah, play them at you the know, spring pl- training facility, dude. Or, <laughs> Not no, like the Yankees or, fill yeah. that stadium up anyways. Yeah, come on. Dude, are you kidding me? That thing's empty. Yeah, come on. They're just putting, actually, on that they note, sell they're, tickets. they're putting $40 million into it so they can be there through 2046. But, what, the, the, the George Steinbrenner Field or whatever in Tampa? Yeah, because the Red Sox just built a brand new one. They got to they compete. Yeah. I mean, but anyways, I think. Fucking asshole organization. <laughs> for the most part, though, yeah, definitely. Like, instead, of, for instance, the Yankees started off the year, at a, they opened up at home against the Astros. Why not play against the Astros? Yeah, I know. That was at, dumb. Yeah, that's and, Especially if it's that. Like, if it's, all right, it's Boston, Cleveland, whatever, it happens. But if you have an Astros-Yankees series in New York, that's just, it literally makes zero sense. You could yeah. just switch it. Like, uh, yeah. it makes absolutely no sense at all. Because, I mean, just think about the pitchers. They warm up the whole day for, like, they're getting ready for the game, and then you're starting pitcher, oh, Okay, we're postponing this game. You know what I mean. You never know when you could play it again. But then the next day, you you have to start all over again. Just I don't know. It's not fair to the players, and it's not fair to the fans. But you know, major league sports like NFL, even you know NBA, they don't care about their players. They just care about what gets them the most money. Well, yeah, obviously that's that's why that there's even sports in the generals because it made money in the first place. Um, I guess that's enough baseball. We don't want to bore you too much with Red Sox, Yankees, if you don't even like Red Sox or the Yankees. Um, but other than that, nothing crazy is happening in Major League Baseball. Um, that kid from Colorado is hitting home runs like it, uh, Trevor Story or Travis Story. I don't even remember what his name is, but he's hitting the crap out of the ball. Um, Granke gave up like nine runs in his first start, and he has to have like he has to average like one run and get a game over the next. Over the rest of his starts to get matches ERA from last year, so um, his move to Arizona is not working out for the Diamondbacks. It's working out for him for the money. Yeah, was it Trevor Story? Yeah, Trevor Story. Nice, I think I got that. Um, but baseball's back. It's exciting. Excuse me. Um, and we're excited for the 156 games remaining yeah. left in the season. My goal. Is That's to, for sure. My goal is to try to watch. At least one inning of every single game this year. If I can watch half the games, I'll be happy. Let's yeah. let's just put it that way. Um, we have a, a a hot take topic coming up next uh, with Bruce Arians. 
uh, Joe has the the quote pulled up. But Bruce Arians is basically blaming um, moms around the country for the fall of youth football. Yep. So he he had like a coaches clinic, kind of just kind of teach coaches how to you know pretty much coach and how to teach kids the safety of sports or of football. But he has a quote. It says, "We feel like this." Is our sport? It's being attacked, and we got to stop it at the grassroots. It's the best game that's ever been fucking invented, and we got to make sure that moms get the message because that's who's afraid of our game right now. It's not dads; it's moms. So basically, what he's saying quality reading right there. Thanks. <laughs> basically, what he's saying is that moms shouldn't be controlling the household that dads are because they are men and they deserve to control the households. And I completely agree with that because interesting men are men. Interesting. But anyways, he, what he really wants to say is that moms are overreacting because they seen the movie concussion and they're freaking out about it. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, they don't want their kids to die at a young age of some crazy thing where they go insane and start killing themselves and, all that, but I mean, he went about it all wrong. Um, I agree and disagree. Um, my take on youth football is that if you want to play youth football, that you should because I guarantee you that if you play from the age seven to seventeen, that you will live a fine, healthy life without CTE. Promise me that, because most of the people in this world have done that and they live a fine life. And they are fine. And nothing, you don't have to worry about it. But when you get into the to the level of the NFL and concussions, it's obviously a different story. And that's the problem with this whole story is that mm-hmm. parents, moms, dads, whoever you want to call it out, are grouping this all in with NFL players that played football for basically since they were 7 till they were, what, 37. With- if you're looking at between... 15 and 30 years they're hit getting head-on-head contact. Before, this is, like, equipment was as well. Yeah, and especially now, now, they're doing everything to prevent that. But, um, I understand the less hits you take on your head, the better off you're going to be. That that makes 100% sense to me. But saying that you shouldn't play youth football when you're 8 or 9 because of concussions is a little out of control. There's not enough hard-hitting contact to, to get mad about that. But, yeah. but the, the, the anti-football people, as... He's trying to point out, are trying to make moms and dads scared of their kids playing football. And that's a fact. Because it and is. He, and and it's, it's 100% true. People are trying to make people scared of football. Oh, I completely agree. And those people, I feel like, are a bunch of nerds that were never good at sports. So, I mean, that's why they're doctors. what Bruce Arians <laughs> is, what Bruce, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what Bruce Arians is really trying to say is, like, you got to teach your kids how to tackle. Yeah, like, he had a really, good message. He yeah. wants you to teach them safety in this. And like not, keep your head up and don't lead with your head and because that's where you're going to start getting the concussions and, you know, maybe... Neck injuries and all that. Yeah, crap. and all that. Maybe uh, when, I completely agree. I mean, me, I played football my whole life, you know, until like five years ago when I retired <laughs> because I didn't get any college scholarships or anything <laughs> like that, but... With that being said, I mean, I've always learned how to tackle, you know, head, eyes to the sky, rip, rap, roll, all that good stuff. But, I mean, a lot of these players, like I, Friday Night Tykes is a great example of 
what's wrong with youth football. Yes, it's because it's a great the, example of what's wrong with youth. Because football. They, these coaches take it like it's an actual college they, or professional. They pretend team. their kids are professional. Athletes. Yeah, and they they're excited about how the hard hits and you know them crushing them and just yeah. just beating beating these little Which, kids down. I mean, we need to establish first and foremost that that football is dangerous. It's not football was not created to be safe. And it, and it's not ever going to be safe. They can make it safer, but it's never going to be safe. You're going to tear ligaments, you're going to break bones, you're going to get head injuries. And I understand if you don't want to play football because of that. And you're if you're a professional athlete and you're 30 years old and you retire because you don't want to ha- to get those injuries, that's your choice. But there's plenty of people in this sure. world that want to play football yeah. that will continue to play football and you know, because they need it for the money. Exactly. And, and that's what drives this whole thing in exactly. the first place. Because, half, I mean, look at the NFL right now. Where would 85% of these people be if they weren't, in the, if they weren't athletic and like naturally gifted? Where Selling they, insurance. They, yeah, what Working would they be doing? Working rent a car. Being gangbangers, you know, I'm about to you know, do. just yeah. I was, you know, I was trying to go less racist. But well, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not well, but, but yeah. So you you assume that I'm talking about black people yeah. when I say gang, but there's a lot of white gangbangers out there. Yeah. Come on, no, but seriously, like a lot of these kids are coming from inner cities, and no, I, you know, I completely like, agree. And it's it's a it's it's a way out, and the people that know that understand that, and they they want to do that, but but some people, like you look at um, the guy from um, San Francisco. I forget his name, but he retired before last year. He was a linebacker. He was pretty oh, yeah. good. And he... Patrick Willis. No, 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 no. The, the white guy. And he uh, he just said, no, I'm done. I, he was like 27. And oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like, I don't... I want to be there for my family and stuff. And some people make that choice. Good for you, dude. And that's... But that just feeds into more of the anti-football. They're like, oh, look, he didn't want to play football because he... Chris Borland? Yeah, exactly. Chris Borland. He didn't want he didn't want to play football because he knows how dangerous it is. Yeah, if you're playing professional football, that's the most dangerous profession there probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean it there's there's definitely more, but that is one of the most dangerous professions there is. That's why they get paid millions, millions of dollars because it's so dangerous. Yeah. And I was watching a documentary on Tony Gonzalez about like his last couple of years in the league. He he chose to came come back, but like when hit for his final season, he chose to come back just because he was trying to win a Super Bowl, but what what he did, he went to the doctors to get checked up on all his injuries, and what he said, he was like, there's a 100% chance of injury in the NFL. No matter what position you play, no matter who you are, you're either going to get injured in practice or you're going to be yep. getting injured in the game, and you're always going to have to play with an injury. Even in youth football, there's probably a 100% chance you're oh, going to yeah. get injured at least one time. You're going to break a finger or yeah. you're going to break a, a rolling ankle or you're going to pull a muscle. Like, yeah. I mean, it's... It's a it's an athletic sport that is dangerous. There's no there's nothing you can do without. And football's never going to go away because of all the money it makes and how great of a sport it really is to watch. It's most it's very entertaining. Yeah. But there is definitely a a, a PC anti-football crowd that does want to that Bruce Arians is point he didn't put it well because he said the moms of America because it's more than just the moms of America. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actual it's, Scientists and doctors and ex football players and ex football players that are doing this, and you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how where this goes in in the next two, three, five, ten years because, I mean, obviously the technology is going to get better because they have the money to do that, but the NFL still won't admit that it like like they're still on the fence about it. They, they're hiding. They, the fact. they 
They, they have one guy come out and say that it's obviously a, a link to concussions and CTE, and then they come out the next week and say that it's not. So once the NFL figures out their stance on it, that's when we'll all know what's going on. What the NFL has to do is do what tobacco industries did, just put a warning. You know, just make every player that's coming into the <laughs> NFL sign a waiver saying, I may die while I play today. Yeah. And th- by doing that, you can't, you know, just like a little yep. disclaimer saying that so you don't get yeah. sued or whatever. And, and I mean, I'm all for the, the research on the diseases. And I'm sure, like, people, I'm sure there's cases of that CTE that make people go crazy. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, if you watch the movie or you yeah. read the stories, like, that, it, it makes sense. Like, and, it, and it's obvious that that's a problem, but... You, there's also you need to look at that and say, well, how can we help fix it? Not like we need to get rid of football because no matter what, it's a dangerous game that people want to watch and want to play because they can make money doing it. As long as it's a business, people are going to want to keep doing it. Exactly. I mean, like I understand like the the NFL Player Association and everything. Yeah, they want, and to they want the their players. money. Yeah, and, yeah, of course. Of course, I, yeah. I totally agree. Because the NFL hit, but they they were you yeah, know, they the NFL refu- fucked it up. Yeah, the NFL just basically they, sh- they didn't get out in front of it at all. Yeah, the, what the NFL needs to do is just. Admit that there's a problem and that sometimes people can get concussed or yeah. there's different injuries. They have different concussion protocols now. They need that, better. They need better like medical stuff in the for oh, yeah. the retired players is what they really need. Yeah, for do. sure. Because back in the day, they you know these they'd be are, like, all right, you're done. Yeah, See you're it, good. Yeah. yeah, they don't. They don't really care if they had a concussion. Yeah, they no. couldn't even determine if they had a concussion because yeah, exactly. they didn't even test them for it. No, it's. It's definitely going to be fun and interesting to see where this goes in the next few years because it's it's a crazy topic right now and it's I don't it's not going away as more and more players retire early and and maybe at one point you will see people only play eight years or six years and retire and, and you won't see these eighteen twenty year careers like you see now maybe quarterbacks for sure you will because they don't even get hit but yeah and you already seeing it now running backs are good for what. They're done at thirty almost. Yeah. They're, they're they're done for they're five six years and they're out. Running linebackers back, are out at five seven years. Like yeah, it's I mean me. It's personally, a tough sport to play. That's why they get paid so much. And like speaking of running backs, I believe running backs are basically like new cars. You you spend money on them and then right after you you they sign the contract, they're worth you, half you the drive money. it or you drive it off the lot. Mm-hmm. You know they're not worth that much. Yep. You know like. Because you never know what could happen, especially how much they run the ball nowadays. So, like, well, another know. thing that plays into the fact is, like, college, too, is, like, they're yeah, playing. Yeah, you get Derrick Henry getting the ball 58 times a game at Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> you're literally getting hit every single time you touch the ball. I mean, running back, linemen, being on the offense and defensive line, that's where you're going to see, like, most of the head trauma. Yeah, because they're just it's hitting head-to-head every play. Every, every single yeah. play. It's like two trucks running into yeah, each exactly. other every time. So. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, my biggest fear in life is that 10 years down the road... There's like, no football? There's no football. That won't happen. Or there's, like, flag football. It's a billion-dollar industry that... It, I mean, it'll definitely... The game's going to change. You know that. It's not yeah. going to be... Like, our parents complain about how it's not the way it was when they watched. We're going to be complaining about that when we're older, but... I'm it's, still pissed about how they don't have a jacked-up segment on ESPN I know. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I like... I like players being on steroids. I like I like them. Well, using, NFL players are on steroids. That's a, that's a fact. Yeah, but I like them being like you know open about it. You know what I mean? I want them all to be on steroids <laughs> because the harder the hits, the better the game. Yeah. I mean they. But that part's going away, unfortunately. But um, Bruce Arians, I like where your head's at, and I understand where it is, but. I don't know. You want to put it that you way? You got to reword because you're just going to make yeah. moms hate you more and hate the game more. So. Yeah. Be careful what you say. Because there's a lot of moms out there that really like football. And yeah, my thing, mom's one of them. Yeah. I mean, my, mine is too. Like, the only thing is, like, with youth, a lot of the times 
with these youth football is that parents do force their kids to play, and some of these kids don't want to play at all, and that's where you're going to get your injuries. Yeah, you don't that's true. don't make you don't your want kid to, play yeah, football. Don't, yeah. Give if them a choice. If he doesn't want to play, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, that's I under, a fact. I understand making your you, people play when you're out there and you're a kid. You hurt the kids that don't want to be there because yeah. they're vulnerable, and you exactly. like, oh, they I can play go hurt scared. that kid. When you play scared in football, that's when you're going to get hurt, and that's what's going to happen. To these you're going to see these little chubby kids running around, and they're going to just <laughs> you know that don't want to be there, that just would rather be playing video games, let him play video games. You know, your kid's already chubby, and he does that anyways. He doesn't work out. So, I mean, just let him do what he wants to do, and don't force him into a contact sport. Put him into, like, you know, soccer or something where you don't do anything. And then Even you, soccer, they're trying to wear helmets in soccer now. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> well, because they're idiots, and they hit the ball off their head. Like, who the, come on. All right, let's get off of Bruce Arians and, and concussions because it's just a nonstop talked about thing. Um, we're going to get into our last segment, most likely, um, a little NBA basketball. Um, so let's start with Golden State, I guess, cause they're the topic of conversation around the, the league. Um, 72 and nine Golden State Warriors. They have tied the wins record of the 95, 96, I believe Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan's team. And they are playing the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, the 13th, for the record 73 wins. Um, the greatest team in NBA history is what they're playing for. Regular season history. Yeah, but in the NBA, the best team always wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not doubting that Golden State's going to... The Spurs could... The Spurs... That Spurs series is going to go to seven games. It's going to be a good series. It's going to be a series. I'm not doubting that... But the best team always wins in the... They they play seven games of basketball. That's the best sample there is. For sure. Super Bowl's one game, this and that, but... No, I believe... I I truly believe Golden State's going to repeat and win another championship. In my opinion, the Spurs are the only team that can give them a run for the money. They could win the next four. Yeah. I mean... That's very true, and I mean, I really do think the um, Golden State is going to end up winning it all. But I mean, if they don't, you can't really. I personally believe you can't count them as the greatest team of all time just because of the regular season record. No, yeah, no. I mean, that's like they're not. If they don't win it, they're not. They're not because exactly. that's what the Patriots did. They went sixteen zero and they lost the Super Bowl, so they're not the greatest team of all time. No, and that's that, and that's Dolphin fair. Even though that no one's ever going to beat that Patriot team, um, Giants, but. Besides that, Golden State is the best team in basketball. They are the best team to probably ever play. And granted, I was three when Michael Jordan's Bulls did this, but I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. It's insane. I mean, and the- no one has because Steph Curry is out of control. It's like a video game. I mean, right now. I have um, NBA 2K, and my guy, he actually got picked up by Golden State, and we're undefeated right now. Are you off the bench? No, I'm actually really good. Who do you start for? Clay Thompson or something? No, I'm a small forward, Andre Iguodala. But, uh, no, I mean, he's off the bench too, isn't he? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Draymond? But, no, Draymond starts. I mean, anyways, it's like year five, so I mean, whatever. But, uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you only see this in video games. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, you don't... Steph Curry just makes any shot he wants. Like, he really doesn't even try. Yeah, they, they're not losing... You don't lose nine games 
throughout the year and then lose four out of seven. No, it just doesn't happen. It's tough. I mean, yeah, that it'd be... granted they'd have to. They're going to play the best, the second best team in the league, the Spurs, mm-hmm. throughout the whole probably Western Conference Finals, and you know, um, but you don't lose to uh, nine teams around the whole league yeah. all year and then somehow not win the championship. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It, it's yeah. almost it's virtually it's never happened. The Bulls won those games and they won and I think the two teams that won like 68 or 69 games both won the title too. Like yeah, I mean, you don't win that many games throughout the year for no reason. You are yeah, by like it's not best. football where you win 16. Mm-hmm. Granted that's hard, but you won 73 games out of 82. Yeah. That is like almost hard to speak out loud. What I think what San Antonio only won one game out of the three or four they played. Right. Uh. Yeah. I'm not sure about that. It's e- they either split or Golden State won one more. I think Golden State won one more because they beat just beat San Antonio at home. So yeah, that might be right. I but. mean, but Memphis, I Memphis beat Golden State earlier in the year too, right? Uh. No. The the Golden State they've lost to like they've lost to the T Wolves like two or three times. I think. Let's see. They've lost to the Celtics. They only they had one home loss and that was to the Celtics. Yeah. Um, they lost to the Spurs. Uh, it's funny that we can almost pick out the losses they've had because they've only had so few. Um, yeah, they lost to the Warriors, lost to the Spurs, Celtics. I know they lost. I think they lost to the T Wolves twice because they just obviously just didn't show up for those games. Yeah, Trap but they teams. want the record and they haven't been afraid to talk about it, which is kind of what I wanted to get into. I like that. Yeah, I want them to be Because most teams would be, and I know when the Patriots did it, they were like, we don't care about the record. We just want to go out and win every game, this and that. But, like, you do. Yeah, you know, like, and, and And I like Draymond Green especially because he's like, he's like, I don't give a hell. Like, I don't care what you think. Like, we're, I want to win that. Re- I want to be the best team ever. Yeah. Like, and he want, and, and that's what I think is there's a lot of pressure on them because once they get into the playoffs, you can't just lose one game. It You know, like, it's... I mean, I personally think, like... I feel like there's more pressure right now on them to get this record than there would be in the playoffs. Just because... You think? I mean, because... I think they already won. I think this game's over already. They're going to win this game by 30 points. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think they're going to win. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, they, they have to win this game to get the record because nobody wants to tie a record. Once you get into the, yeah. once you get mean, into once, the playoffs, it's, a, it's, it's a playoffs start no what if you lost. Yeah, yeah because, I know what you're saying. You start over. Yeah, yeah you start over. And I like get if, that. You, if you lose one game out of the, you the know, seventh, yeah, the seventh series, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter as yeah. long as you win the championship. Yep. And I mean... No, I agree with you. That's, it's a different, it's definitely a different like setting, you, you, you know? Oh, yeah. Because you know going into it, like, I mean, I guess like once they got to what, they were like 50 and 52 and 2 or something at one point. Like, I guess like once you get there, you start thinking about it. crazy. And like when you start losing, because they literally have to win this game to get the record. I mean, they lost to the Celtics and they shouldn't have lost to the Celtics. No, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they, it's just, I I don't know. I mean, they're just really. They're a crazy team, man. And I'm I'm glad we got to watch the the best team that's ever. And the thing is, it's not like, if I saw, if say the Thunder, you know, did this. I would be like, you know what, I really, or like, say the Cavs did this with LeBron, or you know, I mean, I just don't like watching yeah, I just that play. Like just because, yeah, I don't, I don't like. I mean, I just we think, got LeBron haters on this side of the mic over here. It's so not that I'm a LeBron hater. It's just I like know. they need. I I do don't. I really don't like LeBron. But I mean, if without LeBron, 
I mean, it's very hard for the Cavs to be where they're at right now. But oh, the Cavs, with, are, the Cavs don't even make the playoffs. No, I mean Steph Curry definitely. Steph Curry is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but he has a team that surrounds him that you know they play team no, basketball. That's I why. Agree. That's why I like watching if them you so put, much. If you took LeBron James off the Cavs and put him on any one of these playoff Eastern Conference teams, they're they're the ones that are going to the finals. Yeah, even if you can't say that. Well, I don't know. You could probably say that about Steph Curry, which I formally wouldn't say. If you yeah. took Steph Curry off of Golden State and put him on any one of the Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, I, you know, I still don't know if I'm gonna say LeBron's as much as I hate that. He's MFR, awesome. He is so freaking good. Yeah, I mean, like because he can play every position. That's yeah. the thing. Like yeah. Steph Curry can't play, yeah. you know, center or power yeah, forward. He's not six eight. I think if you, if you put LeBron on the Knicks, the Knicks go. To they're probably they're they're, they're they're in the playoffs they're, for they're sure. In the they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're in the championship, sure. but they do have Melo and Porzingis. Yeah, whatever, I mean, you, they're probably you could put him on any Eastern any, Conference yeah. team, and they're at least in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe not Philadelphia, but <laughs> dude, but they got like. Yeah, I know. Philadelphia's but, another disaster. They just Steph, fired that guy. You see that? Yeah. Hanky or whatever? Yeah. But Steph, Steph Curry, I mean, he's definitely one of the best players ever to play the game. Like, definitely one of the best at his position. I mean, the way he shoots the ball. Best shooter ever. Best shooter ever. Already the best shooter yep. ever. I mean, no, no doubt. I mean, the game has changed. Reggie Miller back in the day didn't. I mean, it wasn't as fast-paced. He I didn't really make I mean, his own shot. I, well, yeah. I shouldn't say that because he definitely did, but differently than Steph. Yeah, Larry Bird, you know. Reggie Miller would pull shooter. up from wherever. Like, yeah. you couldn't be in Reggie Miller's face and he'd pull up from half court yeah. like Steph Curry does. Steph Curry is just <laughs> – Steph Curry is very – and, like, the thing – the reason I like Golden State, I'm not, like, trying to be a front-runner or anything, but yeah. they're just – I mean, yeah, they, they want the record and they're kind of cocky. But they're also very humble. They're fun like, to root for. They're fun to root for. They, I agree. They play team ball. You know, you don't see Steph Curry saying, "Hey, you're, you know, you guys suck." Yeah, I mean, like he's always yeah, like praising his loser. team. He's not saying, "Oh, this is all on me. Like I won this game." Like he praises his teammates. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, ha- you can tell they're having fun while doing this. I agree. Let's go to the East. Um, the East, pretty. The East is set. Um, Cavs are first, Toronto second, Atlanta. I'm pretty sure locked up the three They're, with their win against Boston the other night. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I, Miami might have a shot if they win the next two games, but that's about it, I think. Yeah, Miami could move up to the third spot, but I they have to win out. Yeah. Um. So but let's let's get it. So we're obviously Celtics here. Joe's got season tickets to the Hornets, so and we're in Charlotte, so. We're pulling for a Hornets Celtics first round matchup just so we can enjoy that, and I can talk shit to his brother when the Celtics win. Um, But right now, the four through six is wide open. So someone's gonna have home court, and the other two teams are gonna be, you know, going somewhere where they're not gonna win. (laughs) Basically, the team that gets the four is the only chance to win a series, in my opinion, because. If you're a five, it's. I mean, I guess the Boston could go to Miami and win, well, or go to Charlotte. Like, I guess Charlotte could go to Boston and win. I, I shouldn't say that because it could happen. But whoever gets that four has the best shot to move on because they're at. They have home, home court advantage means a lot in basketball. Yeah, I'm looking at this now. I mean, I did. I did some things where, you know, what if kind of things. Like, hang on. So Miami Fine. has a capability to hang on move up to the third spot. 
but they also have the capability to move down to the probably six, the sixth spot. Yeah. So Miami has to play tonight against Detroit, which Detroit is locked in the eighth spot. Are they at spot. home? Or do you know? Does it say? Because um, they play, they go to Boston. Um, yeah. Man. Hold up. Yeah. So on Wednesday or tomorrow, whatever that. Yeah, tomorrow, which is Wednesday. Um, so the Celtics have a must-win game against Miami because they don't want to be the sixth seed. So Miami has to go to Detroit Miami. tonight and play, and then to Boston, and then they go to Boston to play. So say Miami loses both these games, they'll be the six. They will, and then the Hornets win tomorrow night against the Magic, and the Celtics win against, the Sel- which would obviously yeah. lead to Celtics winning yeah, because, against Miami. Exactly. Yep. So like then we'd get that matchup. Then Charlotte would go to five. Boston would be Boston four. would be four. And Miami would drop to six. And play Atlanta. But, so that's what we need. We need a Celtics win, a Hornets win, and two Miami losses. Because yeah. we don't know the tiebreakers between Miami and Charlotte yeah. yet right now. No. So right now that's our what we do. But, need. I mean, if that happens, the Hornets would have four, would be 48 and 34 when the Miami would be 47 and 35. Yep. So Charlotte would have an outright advantage for that fifth spot. So that's what we're pulling for here. So the the seating is is up for grabs in the NBA Eastern Conference. Um, obviously, in my personal opinion, in most people's opinions, the Cavs will be coming out of the East because they are just a better team, hands down, than anybody know. else. I think Toronto beats them. I don't think there's any chance. I don't think. I don't think. Not in seven games, dude. I don't know. Man. Toronto cannot beat them four times in seven games. That's true. I mean, they have as much as they're. Like all over the place in the regular season. No, I know they, they are, lock it in. They they're, lock it in. They're, LeBron they have they have the best as much as I love Steph Curry and he's the best shooter probably ever, LeBron James is still he, he can take down. over a game at any time and no, he's that's a beast. True. And I hate his guts for it. No, yeah. It, I mean the reason I hate LeBron is because of how he went to Miami and now he's back and then he gets everybody fired and yeah, he's no. probably not going to be there next yeah, year. He's a, he's, a, he's a loser. Yeah. He, he He's a great basketball player but he makes you hate he's him a, because yeah, he's a loser. It's because he of, tries too hard. Yeah. To want you to like him. Mm-hmm. Very yeah and then he wants the whole NBA to like every he wants fan to be MJ. Like him. Yeah. But he's everyone not. loves MJ it's unless he's playing against you at that time but you still had to love MJ cuz he was a but he doesn't have that killer LeBron doesn't have that killer MJ or even Kobe like I'm gonna murder you, it, or, instinct. Yeah, he, like he's like LeBron. Did oh, I have show to that. be this way because Le- I'm LeBron James. LeBron did show that last year when he was basically. Always, he just does it in that way to like irritate you. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's just like oh, oh I'm the best. Like even I was on Barstool today and he posted a forty second Instagram video of him rapping like oh get let's get ready for the day off I'm going to work out like. Yeah, he's like he's JJ kind of, Watt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's exactly JJ like JJ Watt. But Just, he's worse though. But like I he's like worse. I mean I personally like JJ Watt because of the fact that he's like very he's a he's a nerd, but like LeBron is just like he's just very he's LeBron not a loyal tool. person. He's a tool. Yeah, he LeBron, You see that he was uh I saw another thing on Barcelona. He some I don't know, there's some Instagram model that is date that one of the Cleveland Browns safeties is dating. And she screenshotted LeBron like going into her DM saying what's up to her and posted it, like like he's such yeah, a little he, and he's I think he's, he's married. married. I know he's, he's got kids. kids. I don't know if he's divorced or not, but I don't think he's divorced. Probably not. I mean, he is a dirtbag. 
he's a he's a he's LeBron, always he's always been fed everything on a silver platter. So he's just the that, that's the is, way he is. The best thing MJ is had to, MJ got cut from his freshman team. LeBron yeah. was playing on it when no, he was in sixth M- grade. No, MJ got cut from varsity when he was a freshman, and he made it the next year. But I mean, he still made freshman that year. But he yeah, still got cut. The, but mean, like, how shitty of a LeBron feeling. James didn't get cut from his no. varsity team. Yeah, yeah. LeBron James came he out. He was of, the varsity yeah, team exactly. when he was a freshman. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, say LeBron James wasn't as big of an idiot as he is. He may be compared to Michael Jordan because he brought. He changed the game. He, he. But did. now Steph Curry's changing the game, so that's yeah. why I like Steph Curry. Yeah, because you, you don't want those big guys that can. It, I mean, you do like and Steph Curry doesn't try to make you like him. He just yeah. acts like a normal person. Yeah, and he's just a, he. He's very. He's not going to cheat on his wife. He, he's very. He's just not a normal person. He's, LeBron's just not a normal yeah, person. Yeah, and Steph Curry is def- like a nice guy, and like LeBron James just is an idiot. Yeah. Well, at least we got some LeBron hate in this episode. Yeah. Um, LeBron, you need to grow up. It's, dude. <laughs> um, it's always a great episode when there's LeBron bashing. Um, I think that's pretty much all we got for you guys today. Hopefully, you enjoyed episode four. Um. There wasn't really any rhyme or reason to what we did, but hopefully you enjoyed it, um, and we will maybe have an interview next time. Yeah, maybe we could. Well, who should we interview? We could interview Bowman. You want to <laughs> about what? Yeah, just about because uh, our softball team. Oh, about your softball team, yep. local softball legend interview. How I did a bat flip when I thought I hit a grand slam, but it hit off the fence and I <laughs> looked like an idiot. Yeah, sure. All right, we'll see. Um, We'll see what happens. But uh, other than that, everyone enjoy your week, and thanks for listening, the 10 people that do. Maybe we, Lexi we, could get Frank on the, we, on the line. I know. We appreciate that. <laughs>